killed Bill's and wife killers from the depths of despair and revenge in Burbank, California. It's the Film versus Film podcast. I am your host, Quinn Boys. I have purchased over 12 Hattori Hanzo swords in my <laughs> lifetime. And I am joined, as always, by my co-host. He prefers men who are funny, not funny. Leonard Smith Jr. What's up, Leonard? What's going on? You know, I once went missing for six days and no one cared. Um, so I remember that. You were on a milk cartons. Yeah, I, I tried and uh, it, it didn't work. Uh, I was passing out milk cartons and I was like, have you seen this man? And it was me on the card and people were still like, no, we don't know who that man is. Um, here We're here on uh, the Film vs. Film podcast. This is going to be a fun one. It's our first time in Dr. Self Tapes. If you're listening, you can't tell. You probably can't tell. It's better than what I've been doing. Uh, if you're watching, hello. Welcome. Probably can't tell it's not not in Burbank. Either. <laughs> yeah, you could probably tell, but we're, we have to stay true to, to, the, to the quip, to the bit. We have a great guest on today, musician uh, from the band Fine. Can you, can you give me the name of your podcast one more time? Sure. It's called This Song Reminds this, Me. This Song Reminds Me. I can endorse that podcast. I've been on it. You've been on it. I haven't been on there. I, maybe I'll be on there <laughs> Next soon. Season two. Is that Next why you season? forgot the name? Yeah, that's why I forgot because I'm fucking jaded. What's going on to Maxine Garcia? How you doing, Hello, Maxine? Hello, Leonard. How are you? I'm, I'm great. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be okay. here. I'm excited. Me too. <laughs> I'm also happy to be here. Nobody asked, but uh, <laughs> uh, I, I'm having a great. We're, we're first time. I, I wonder how our body language is going. Like, I think we're thinking very physically. For the yeah, first I know. It's like, Your posture no, is very polite, Leonard. Is it polite? I feel like I'm like on Zoom. Like <laughs> it's pretty funny how polite of a guy I am for how much I hate people. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm just shocking. saying, like three tapes from now, your legs going to be over the side. You're going to have a yeah. blunt or something. <laughs> it's going to be lax. Um, we're here to talk about movies. That's what we do. That's what we do. We do. We take two movies and we make them fight. Uh, <laughs> I pick one, you pick one, but our guest picks the prompt. And this week we are talking about, we talked about what to call this just before the episode, good for her movies. Mm -hmm. Maxine, can you explain uh, what this might mean? Yeah, of course. So it's like kind of a meme now, but there's a scene in Arrested explain Development. Explain what a meme is. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Um, so we, uh, Lucille is like watching the news and a woman drives her entire family, like, um, um, in a car off a bridge into the water and just drowns her entire family. And Lucille is watching and like a glass of wine or something. She's like, good for her. <laughs> yeah. So Ar just like movies of that. Arrested nature. Development might be, I feel like one of the most meme shows out there. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It's just yeah. like classic line after line. And that, that scene is great. You can't, I can see that scene in my head right totally. now. <laughs> I think it was something I didn't realize when I watched it the first time, but I realized rewatching it like a decade later is that Lucille is maybe the best character. <laughs> yes. I don't All know. Doctor, like, Tobias. Different uh, things. No, no. I think Tobias I, is who I probably would have said the first time yeah. I watched. I think I agree. She yeah. has some of the best one-liners, yeah. meanest character ever, mm -hmm. but just like lovable somehow. Yeah. So movies that evoke that kind of uh, antipathy, that, that or, yeah. or no, not even that's the right... Movies where some a character perhaps does an awful thing or a yeah. series of awful things or questionable things at the least, but you perhaps find yourself against because your better judgment rooting for her. Yes. Shitty capitalistic patriarchal like, fucking society. It's like, okay. all right. I get it. We get it. I wouldn't do it. I get it though. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, get we've it. got some these this is a pretty fucking good episode. Yeah, I'm we excited got some to talk about movies. I'm movies. I'm excited. Uh I'm excited to talk about these three movies. These <laughs> I brought a wild card. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I already know what your argument is now. And I thought about that on the way over here. I, I also thought um, about that. It just occurred to you on the way over here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I've been thinking. I almost told you and I was like, no, I'm no, just no, gonna no. let this play out. Okay, cool. Well, um, 
Uh, let's go ahead and just reveal our movies. I cut you off. Yeah, you go. You go. Uh, first with my yours. movie is Kill Bill by Quentin Tarantino. Mm. Uh, was it two thousand three? Yeah, two thousand three and four. Yeah. This Kill Bill Volume One. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't do two movies, so I I did Volume One. I mean, come on, you talking about good for her? We see this woman get shot in the face on her wedding day, pregnant. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a lot of comeuppance uh, in this movie. A lot of uh, a lot of revenge, a lot of vengeance, and you know, it's a pretty gory movie. Um, we're talking about oh, I forgot the name of uh, Uma Thurman. Uma, no, no, her character. Uh, oh, oh her, we don't know her name. They, 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 they bleep her name out. The bride her name in the first out. movie. The bride. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The bride. Uh, she is uh, was, I guess, pregnant by Bill, who was the head of a group of assassins, the 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 deadly, the seven deadly snakes, or whatever the fuck. Seven deadly snakes. <laughs> whatever. Yeah, they're all point. snakes. They're all snakes. And you know what's tight about this movie though is um, me being a basketball fan is like Kobe Bryant just basically stole this whole concept of the Black Mamba. Oh. Wow. Like I that's his nickname. That. That's his logo Wait, on who's his shoe. The Black Mamba in the movie, Bill. No, no the bride. Yeah. So Beatrix. he stole Kobe Bryant stole his nickname from Uma Thurman. I mean, you're kind of. That's. Cool. I mean, I mean, who, the Black Mamba, I mean, Black Mamba before. is a snake that no, exists. I, I know, but, but if like you're the saying whole... that the movie is what made him want to get that mentality, I, I understand this. Well, they didn't a, name the snake after Uma. That's a pretty good argument already. That's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, come on, Kobe. Man. <laughs> how, can, how can you can you find that? And then basically, deadly viper She's in a coma. Squad, not the seven. <laughs> what is it? Snakes. The seven the deadly snakes. What's the? told by the Bible? The seven deadly snakes. What's the official name? The deadly viper assassination squad. Okay, that's just as silly. Okay, that is just as. Silly as seven deadly cooler. snakes. Um, I don't know if there's seven of them. There's not seven of them. There's like uh, five. Anyway. Anyways, so she's in a coma for four years. She does not die. Um, they thought ten people died on this day, on this wedding day, uh, and she did not die. And she comes out of this coma in a very fucked up situation in a hospital. Mm. You know, uh, this pussy lover gets his uh, comeuppings as well. <laughs> and uh, yep. according to the plot, that is correct. And we, uh, she forms a list, and, and she's going to kill everybody on this list, and Bill's last on the list, and uh, we see the start of her process and her journey. Uh, so that's just a, a quick... We don't get to see the end of her journey because it's volume one. So, yes, uh, that's Kill Bill in a short, short, succinct way. So this is going to be an interesting episode, but I, I before we talk about my movie, I just want to say about Kill Bill, I saw volume two. I saw the way that Quentin... I've seen these movies. There are two of them. We're talking about the first one, fine. Um, I'm not sure if I exactly knew that before we started, but I... I so your submission is volume one. Um, I saw these movies the way Quentin intended them to be seen, which was in 2004, I saw volume two at a sleepover party. <laughs> Having never seen volume one and being enough of a movie fan at the time that I didn't want to watch volume two before having seen volume one, but I couldn't overrule the sleepover. It was like someone's birthday and that was what was rented. And so I was like, Can't okay. be that guy. Yeah. And I really liked it. <laughs> But I was like, I wish I had context for some of this. They kind of, I kind of just imagine you upstairs hanging out with the mom, like, yeah, sorry, <laughs> no, spoilers, no spoilers, no spoilers. I can't watch the movie. So me and you, we're making ravioli. <laughs> yeah, that mom would have. I don't actually. Mom's like me. I think I could have gotten away. with Oh that. yeah, yeah. So? Right. But no, um, I, I, so I saw Kill Bill Volume One. 18 years later, like <laughs> last weekend for the first time. Wow. Wow, it never so, piqued your interest to watch it before. No, I felt like I'd spoiled it for myself. Like, spoiler alert for Kill Bill Volume 2, but she kills Bill. So <laughs> Whoa. once you've seen that, 
you kind of, I'm like, I know, I want to see her kill numbers one and three on her list yeah. or whatever the numbers were. It's like, I mean, the, the action sequences are pretty cool. Yeah. That's all I'm For sure. And, but, you know, before I'm, we go more into that, yeah. let's talk about your movie. Okay. So, <laughs> judging by the same prompt, good for her movies, uh, actually quite similar in feel to the story that Lucille is watching on <laughs> television in the, in the moment that you described that inspired this prompt. I chose the uh, Ben Affleck starring, Rosamund Pike mm. starring, David Fincher directed, Neil Patrick Harris starring, <laughs> Gone Girl. Uh, Gone Girl is a, I guess like a, a thriller mystery film. It kind of kickstarted, I don't know, maybe that's not true because I admit I'm not the most in-depth, but I feel like we saw a lot of movies like Gone Girl after oh, like sure. Girl on a Train, like that yeah. kind of female-led murder mystery. Based off a book. Yeah, yeah, I guess totally. The Killing was also on TV at the time. There was like, I don't know, everyone was uh, interested. I guess our true crime interest persists. But anyway, this movie... I love The Killing, by the way. i never seen that it. I've never so seen good. it. Oh, you never seen it? AMC show? I it remember was, being on. And then it was like, and then it, yeah, it was an AMC show. Oh, like, I, I, went to like, I bet I would love it. The third season, like it got canceled out the second season, and then the third season is on Netflix. Okay. Netflix speaks of that. Oh, Great yeah, show. You should check it out. First season is perfect. So I just checked, by way of setting the mood, I feel like though we're still very interested in these stories, I feel like they've migrated to like Netflix docu-series a lot right now. This was like when it was big media, like mm -hmm. who murdered my wife stories. <laughs> um, and also it's migrated to podcasts. But uh, but Gone Girl is like it's the story of Nick Dunn, who is accused or he's. He realizes, I guess just to make a very quick summary, he realizes he's being framed for the murder of his wife by his supposedly murdered wife. Um, there's a twist at the midway point. I guess we're going to spoil both of these movies, but um, it, it becomes apparent. And as someone who had not read the book, it's based on a very popular book uh, written by Jillian oh, Flynn. Flynn, who also wrote the screenplay. Thank you. And it's just like a really, I have not read her book in fairness, but it feels like a really tight adaptation of her story. And I think it, I've read it. You've read it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, perfect it's like it's a perfect movie for the book and like to her oh, adapt her read this book <laughs> yeah you, you i remember being really, a bestseller but i confess i not read the book um but it's always interesting when a writer adapts their own work because i think sometimes it's shitty or they don't realize what you need to cut this plays like a movie maybe that's david fincher's influence too yeah. it's like shout out to david fincher it's like classic cold impersonal all these people feel like mannequins like there's mm -hmm. there's like a you feel like you never get underneath any of these people but it creates, especially with a story like this, a very eerie, impersonal story. And it, it's like, a, I think, a pretty solid like media criticism. And oh, yeah. There's a lot of interesting stuff at play, a lot of themes that he's covered before. Like, I, I'll just say right off the bat, though I'm arguing for this movie, it's not my favorite David Fincher movie. But I think it's a really, like, he What's is... What's your favorite David Fincher movie? Ah, uh, that's another... Is it Fight Club? I know what mine is. I think it's The Social Network, honestly, but that's maybe uh, for a different podcast. <gasps> that movie's crazy. One of the craziest twists. Oh, my God. See, I feel like this actually, Gone Girl, is quite like the game. It, it is. It's very procedural in that way. Like, it's his take on a very, like, a story we've seen before. Like, the game is based on a lot of wrong men, 50s noir thrillers, whatever. And I feel like Gone Girl is a very similar kind of story, too. We've seen it on, like, Twin Peaks, The Killing was on at the time. I feel yeah. like it's a very popular genre. As a kid, those were like my favorite movies. Like movies I shouldn't have been watching. It's yeah, like The Game and Devil's Advocate. Wow. Oh, I love Devil's Advocate. Also, Maxine, you're a musician, but like shout out to the, the Trent, Reznor, Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross score, which is uh, incredible. Oh, so scary. Yeah. Which I is mean, part the, of the reason I think Social Network is my favorite Fincher that's movie. But a yeah. beautiful soundtrack. Sometimes I just listen to that soundtrack yeah. for fun. But uh, 
that well we won't talk about it but there is a there is a moment with his soundtrack in this movie that's like the scariest thing ever because of his music it's yeah like, yeah um okay so i mean i feel like the vibe like I, I think I went in saying that I hadn't watched Gone Girl, but then I, I don't think we talked about it. Okay, yeah, I, I realized I think I had seen it, but like I had half watched it with someone before because mm-hmm. uh, I remember I was watching and when they were with Neil, I was like, yo, she's going to kill Neil Patrick Harrison. She's going to kill this nigga. Like he is dead. Like there is no like he doesn't see it. And yeah. she like as soon as she like found him, I was like, oh, he's dead. Like she's killing this dude. And. I guess I had seen it, but all I know is the entire time I was watching it, I was like on the edge of my oh, couch. Totally. I had to stand up a couple times. I was like, holy fuck, like this, I am really in, in this. I can't believe you expected it. I didn't expect it at all. Well, the first Her time. To kill. So I had watched it before I read the book and I was like, I was so shocked that that happened. And then the scene, this is the scene I'm talking about, where the she takes the wine bottle and the the sound is like like it's yeah. like the scariest noise ever. I was like in horror when I this saw woman that. is a demon, bro. This like deem- I mean- demonic. How do you come <laughs> up with this nonsense? It's crazy. Um, when before we really get into the movies, uh, oh shit, I just noticed that Ghostbuster pack. Anyways, um, <laughs> before we really get into these movies, did you have an option, or did you like think maybe we would lean a certain mm. way, or had a certain movie? Oh in yeah, mind? that's true. We we don't ask that enough. Did you have a movie that you that, were thinking that unless it was one of these two, in which case maybe <sighs> you can hmm. save that for later? But would you have a submission not of these two movies for I, this prompt? I was really hoping someone would pick On Girl. I have a, but both of these movies are like Ooh. some of my favorite movies. Ever. Like I think Kill Bill was like my most watched movie in high school ever. Uh, and then you really like Feet. I love <laughs> no comment, <laughs> um, but I thought somebody for sure was going to pick Ex Machina, but nobody did. Oh my God. Well, there's an easy defense against Ex Machina, oh, she's a robot. which is that the woman is synthetic, which like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not be- saying that she doesn't have agency. That's the whole point. But I feel like no, fuck you don't want to have I am to fight. On the, I mean, the, the algorithm, maybe the AI will somehow get a, a hold of this episode and listen. Sure, it's a big in the fan. future. Uh huh. If we're still here, maybe we need an AI robots. good for her episode. We could talk about her. We could talk about oh, you know, good yeah. her and Ex Machina feel yeah. like Bro, Ex Machina. Ex Machina scared the shit out of me. Have me back. Have no, me back. let's just do it now. Yeah, let's do it now. Um. Anyways, okay. So, well, let's say like, yeah, because I I think there's like you've talked about we none of, you read the book, but after you'd seen the movie, mm-hmm. I feel like there's a similar like principle is what I experienced at the Game of Thrones thing, which mm-hmm. is I started watching the show and then there are a ton of people that came out of the woodworks or had always existed uh, who had read the books and were like trying to tell me what was <laughs> coming or spoil what was happening. And that's fine. But I was like, Why? I like the show to spoil it. I don't want to know. You know, I appreciate the infos out there. And so for Gone Girl, as that relates to Gone Girl, maybe you have Game of Thrones experiences, Maxine. You look like you're ready to... I, I know Game of Thrones for me. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. I, we don't need to talk about the show. But it's the same principle because it's like with Gone Girl, I, I genuinely, maybe I'm stupid because <laughs> Rosamund Pike is a a prominent actress and she's really right. good to think that she would really be dead. But I did not know anything about this movie other than same. that. So... I was like, maybe she's just entirely in this movie with flashbacks because she's in it a lot before yeah. she's in it. You have her diary, you have yeah. her voice and like all the flashback scenes, you see a ton of her. So when it was revealed that she is alive at about the midway point yeah. of the movie, I genuinely in the theater was like, oh my God. And I felt like he got me. That's not even that hard to guess, but I really <laughs> genuinely oh, no, was he like, got my ass when yeah, I saw that. Yeah, he got me. I feel <laughs> like, yeah, and yeah. I, when I'm got, I have to give it up. I was like, <laughs> 
the way they presented it and with the the flashbacks and the diary was yeah. just such a perfect setup. And because it was just it's like deep enough into the movie that you're like, is this coming at all? Like if it had happened at the end of the first act, you'd be like, well, of course. This, you know, oh, I knew it was gonna happen. But it was deep enough into the movie that's like, well, they're gonna tell us at the end, or yeah. we're never gonna Everything know. you knew that was gonna happen would happen, but I was still shocked. Like when the girl came in into the house. I was like, oh, you, what? You fucking idiot. Of course, of course he's cheating <laughs> of on course. her. Oh, yeah, with that 21-year-old yeah, yeah. girl. Yeah. So also the cast of that, absolutely perfect. Great. Ben Affleck is literally the perfect man. Scummy. When he smiles next to her photo at the first press <laughs> just conference. like the scummiest, most guilty looking man alive. And only just behind Emily Ratajkowski in terms of coming to the movie, maybe he's on a TV screen before, is the man in the, like, I... <laughs> Uh, Tyler Perry is so good oh as gosh. the attorney, the crisis lawyer that he hires. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Just Even the interaction with the forehead. woman with the casserole that takes the picture. I was like, <laughs> you know, those something? people are weird. These fucking grief fucking yeah. freaks. The, like <laughs> the, um, the, that moment where he's like about Emily, uh, Radikowski's character. She only really has like one, one mm-hmm. and a half scenes. Um, she, uh, he's like, Oh, She'll talk. And then Ben Affleck just goes like, no, she's a really nice person. She'll talk. Don't take it personally. Like (laughs) the way that he just is like, no, no, no. They (laughs) always do. You're an idiot. And I appreciate that the movie is like Ben Affleck is an idiot. But I mean, he's not a total idiot, but he's. He's just a simple guy. He's just like oblivious. He's shitty. (laughs) So that makes him stupid because he's like kind of. He's just like. The you know a, a white man free free just free of caring <laughs> about anything. Like, I mean, he looks like Ben Affleck. He has a he's a writer. Totally. He uses all of her money on a bar that he names the, <laughs> the bar, bar. <laughs> which everyone subtly shakes him for every time it's brought up in the movie. Like, I don't know if that's a detail in the book or whatever, but those little grace notes they tell you a lot about who the characters are, and I feel like that's how Fincher gets away with these characters feeling like cardboard cutouts okay. a little bit is there's a lot of detail about them that you're like oh i think i know this guy totally this guy since we're saying good for her yeah how were you feeling about uh the main character in gone girl like what was your like did you did it change from the beginning of the film yeah. to the end oh yeah did i mean i guess you amy doom i guess Rosen you could Pike. say she's a much scarier well, actually, I don't know. It's up to you guys to say, but I'm like, you know, this no, woman, you can give your opinion. This though. woman I mean, is like a psychopath. Like she's yeah. like you could say that the bride is kind of within reason. Yeah. You know, doing yeah, many... it's like people cheat on people, but they don't frame them right. for murdering. Them. <laughs> like her original plan was to kill herself. Right. Which is insane. It was like I felt like. Yeah, that's interesting. She had a big flaw in that because if she kills herself weeks later, they're going to know that you didn't die mm-hmm. like. Months yeah, right. she's like, one of the most. And Rosamund Pike is so good, so good in the role. She's one of the most interesting main characters or focus characters. I guess Ben Affleck's the main character, but she's the most interesting character. In I, I feel like she's not elevated enough in like the Fincher's got a lot of interesting characters in his movies, but like she commits like the most perfect crime to get out of like to frame her husband, and she's got like little landmines going yeah. off at different times. Like she's committed a Bond villain level. <laughs> That's theme. what I'm saying. And I then was, she gets. Someone hits her over the head with a, a puts a pillow over her and they steal her fanny pack with all of her money. Like so she's that's, so smart and executed when she's motivated then, by revenge. And then she's stupid as but hell. Living in the world, them. she's kind of dumb and a yeah. little bit like. And not that's all there. what I loved about this movie. She mm-hmm. has no fucking street smarts. Like totally. she planned all this out, and it is. She is a psychopath, but her attention to detail was impressive. Mm-hmm. She's got a diary where she signs her dots with like hearts. Like no one will think this person is a is a murderer. And she was like, oh, go reflect. Go to the beach. Think about it. And she dips right. out. And it's just like, oh. 
But like as soon as she went to that little out to the outer banks, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, Shardy, you done fucked up. When it, <laughs> like, why so are you even out? Knowledge. Why are you even out? <laughs> why are you out on the pool? Like, what are you doing? Don't leave your room at all. Bro. Who takes like, their fanny pack of cash golfing? <laughs> that was that was. Well, they might want to play another eight. Right, that's another true. This round's holes. on me. <laughs> <laughs> How many hundreds I, is it? It was just she just really loved to win so much. <laughs> totally. It was insane, and seeing seeing. Uh, when she spit in the Mountain Dew, I was just like, "What? That you are so petty." So I great. guess in defense of her not having a plan is that she did seem to only abandon the idea of killing herself, like when she'd already gotten there. Like she, right. uh, she felt. She I guess stopped, to just she, roll through that money and then off herself. Like I guess that's as much because as of, we, because of what he said on TV. Is isn't that when she changed her mind? Yeah. Well, when she sees him fight fight back yeah. and the yeah. Um, I think she changed her mind because she was enjoying seeing him suffer. That's why mm. she. Because she was supposed to kill herself, and she was just enjoying it so much, just like watching it over and over again. Because when she the the interview that changes her mind is when she's with Neil Patrick Harris. Mm-hmm. I think that's when she decides to kill Neil Patrick mm-hmm. Harris, like officially when she's watching the interview. Oh yeah, I think you're right. I think it's the story breaking virally that makes her like stick around. Yeah, the she's I, like okay. she pushes it off. The first time I saw this movie, I was like, oh, really scary, scary woman. Uh, fucked up like it's fucked up how they end up together like that's crazy oh yeah but then I watched a second time and I had read the I had already read the book by the second time I watched it and I was like wait I think that these two aren't actually in love and they are meant to be together this is a fucked up love story like he yeah they finally can be who they really are together and be the he like in a way rose to the occasion of being good enough for Rosamund Pike's character and she liked this like docile, like it submissive was, husband that she had created. Was that was a little entire, scared of her. It was an entire ploy to get him up off the couch playing video games. Exactly. Like yeah, it and does set it, it is that in hard. smaller scale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I mean I obviously it's not good, but I think you're right. There's that moment. I it's and I, like Ben Affleck is a good actor. I feel like the character yeah. of Nick Dunn doesn't get a lot of respect, but Ben Affleck knows what he's doing. Yeah. And there's that moment at the very end, I guess we should pivot to Kill Bill after this, but like we're, he's talking to his sister and she's like another 18 years. And he's like, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's like, you don't fully believe that he mm-hmm. he's like, she's got me and it's fine. She, I've stopped locking the bedroom door. We're sleeping. His in sister's like, you want this. Yes. You want this. Right. She calls I, him on it and she knows him better than anybody yeah. as that movie. Yeah. But I will say though, the reason why he wants this is because she, you know, illegally, artificially inseminating yeah. herself with his I don't bird. ship them. I'm just saying, <laughs> oh, I, think, yeah, I think the movie is, maybe they I think are, you do a little bit. Uh, no. I don't know if they're meant for each other. I feel like he's kind of trapped at the end, but it's like, does he deserve it? You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's up to interpretation for sure. But yeah. the second I do, time I saw I feel it, like I do that. love how real this movie is that this white woman could get away with murder. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> especially if she's pregnant, especially if yeah, she's beautiful. Just like the, the media narrative that can be painted and then you know, like legally, uh, like I can sue you after the fact, but like, you know, for defamation, it's like, it is real. Like once the public or the masses hear one thing, that is who you are. or That Mm -hmm. is what you are represented or thought of as, even if it's not true. So it's, it it can go both ways, which is pretty scary. I I have a, there's one thing about the movie, which I also wonder is in the book. One other thing about it. Like, we see the Neil Patrick Harris character. He's awful. And then the second he saves her, he's like, oh, and uh, you can start getting back into shape. We'll get you a gym membership or something, like whatever he says. And like, dye your hair. You'll feel better. Um, 
and we see Ben Affleck's um, infidelity like play out, and we realize that and other things just the reason that she that was like the last straw. Um, but we meet one other character when he's like doing his research is Scoot McNary. It's like one scene. And I just, it's interesting for a movie, especially when this movie came out and the conversations that were default, like, we don't know if what he's saying is correct or we have two guys that we do know are like these guys. I mean, in the context of this movie, they have it coming, right? Like they have something coming to them, but it's like, we don't know. Like this guy's like, yeah, my life was totally ruined. We had a relationship in college and then she set me up. And it's like, I feel like that's interesting because it keeps that ambiguity. So it's, it doesn't feel like a total, like to be misinterpreted like as a girl boss movie mm-hmm. or something, you know, it's like, like no, this, she's this, just a bad person. And I'm not suggesting that the Scoop McCannery character does, doesn't have it coming or whatever. We don't just, just, we don't know. And I think that's like an interesting scene that keeps it like that widens the perspective of like this person, this movie doesn't want us to be celebrating her. Either, uh, totally. Really? Yeah. I still know because this, uh, you know, the Neil Patrick Harris character, she was lying about maybe she or maybe misrepresenting the stalking, the thing. And then uh, Ben Affleck's character, Nick, keeps the letter. He thinks that she had kept the letter and she lies about keeping the letter. And then when she like decides that she has a chance to come back, she kills him. Like, yeah, he's like he took her in and he was going to let Nick get get, get the death penalty and go to jail. <laughs> But I don't know if that means he deserved to be killed. I just is. Just, I feel uh, like the Gone Girl universe is better with that. That Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> oh, for sure, um, for sure. Uh, let's talk about Kill Bill. Let's talk about Kill, Kill Bill. Bill. Deserves to be talked. Oh about. my goodness. Uh, you know, I mean, I feel like you know every teenage person in the early two thousands has seen this movie. If you were a teenager anytime from like it, up until two thousand ten, you've probably seen this movie. Um, classic movie. I feel like this movie was like i don't know if this for me maybe it's just my age but kill bill felt like quentin tarantino nationally is renowned as like the guy you know like i, think I felt like this was like close enough to the same age where it's like we were too young to appreciate like he was maybe a guy that we knew was big but we were too young to have seen or been old enough for certainly uh um reservoir dogs and pulp fiction when it came out and then jackie brown was celebrated, but it was kind of its own thing. And then, like, this was like, like because Quentin of all Tarantino's those things, it was like, this is everybody was that, waiting like, for this because it had been heard years. Or seen it had it been on. like five years since. Yeah, he, put he out took a movie. some time, and he came back with like two mo- a movie so big he had to cut into two parts. You know, I remember the hype around the like way that they were releasing it was really talked about too. But yeah, it felt like a reintroduction to like the, the generation. This movie is just the late eighties, early nineties. So 90s. simple. <laughs> it is. It's barely any. Pl- plot really. there's really and no dialogue. plot there's no plot to this movie i mean i mean there's plot but there's no it is it's like primal so, it's mm-hmm. a very primal plot and it starts with just the first kill on her list you know like it doesn't set any of it up it goes back and tells you it afterward but it's like here it is she's fighting vivica a. fox right away you know like, that's a beautiful opening shot too uh, like dang it was so cool yeah really cool and just like how it, what I like is like it's in the suburbs and it's so bright mm-hmm. and it's like the middle of the day. Like isn't it, it Pasadena? It looks it's like in Pasadena. Pas- yeah. No, they're in Pasadena. So they funny. are in Pasadena, yeah. and it's just like it looks like a, you're watching a fucking uh, three cam fucking mm-hmm. sitcom show, and then they're just fucking trying to kill each other. So and then her daughter comes in, and you and it's like, oh no, she's gonna kill her daughter. And she says the line, she's like, one day when you get older. Mm-hmm. And you still like like feel a certain way about this, and you want to come see me, mommy? I'll be waiting. I was like, oh my god, it's so, so good. fucking. I wouldn't tight. recommend it for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you know, I mean, you're watching this movie, 
and they don't really tell you why this happened to her. Nothing is explained. It's you're basically from the viewpoint of her. She thinks it's just her wedding day and she fucking gets fucking beat up <laughs> by a bunch of people <laughs> and shot in the face. And uh fuck. Uh when you when she wakes up from that coma and you just hear like that yelp, that screech, like it's like she's waking up from that moment four years oh. later. And then, like, grabs her stomach. That's so sad. And it's just like, fuck, man. This is depressing as hell. And then I, I think it, Quinn just did a really good job of just being like, I hate everyone who is involved with mm. this. And I want to see them all die as well. It is crazy. Everyone has violated and, like, wronged her. Like, and pretty much everyone in the movie. There's She has no allies in the movie. I'm, like, trying to think of one ally she has. Uh, Hinzo? Or, uh, oh, yes. That's, like, the one. Hanzo. Yeah. Hanzo. Sorry, Hanzo, Hanzo. makes her... A, he that's, like, her of, one ally. Comes out of decades long Which was, like, a very cool scene, too. Well, that's the thing. So it's, like, it's... I feel like for a style... Like, obviously, Quentin Tarantino employs a lot of styles in his film. But this is his most, like... I'm going to... Like, he fucks with the colors. He'll take yeah. the, you know, he'll go into black and white or he'll hyper-stylize all the colors and he'll just... Needles he'll have it's such uh, a grind anime in the so middle. Cool. He'll have the anime, whole anime like, scene. He backlit an entire fight scene where you can only see silhouettes. Like, yes. that's the most gorgeous, like, music video thing <laughs> I've ever seen. Yeah. And then, and it, it, it really does feel like he was trying to make every movie, but mostly it feels like a 70s grind. Like, I think... Grindhouse, which I've never really been that into that part of his. Like I haven't even I haven't seen Grindhouse. Oh, so, you haven't? Yeah, oh, no, I haven't. Great. But I I appreciate that. Like, it's almost like I'm not saying he's making his movie worse, but he's making it feel more like silly. Like it, it, like I'm trying to think of a specific one. Like that intentional when she first shows up, and it it's like it's that I'm, I'm just gonna do do do. It's like an extreme <laughs> close up and that like annoying fucking sound, and they play it like. Three different times. Like, it's very, yeah, it's very much like a, like, uh, I, I, I like, like it too, it. but I, like I guess I'm saying, like, it is immediately, like, in your face and yeah. very, you know, like, calls attention to itself. Man, I think it's probably good for fucking society now. Everyone's like, get the fuck off your phone. <laughs> I don't know watch why. fucking movie. I don't know why, but my, I have a good relationship with my dad, but that is, when I call him, that is my ringtone. That, that sound, because that sound gives me like tremors. I don't know. There's something about that sound that gets under my skin. It's just so funny seeing her pull up in that truck. I know. Like, no context. She's like, oh, I found the car. There, there it is. Also, is the, like, because he uses a lot of like old songs or there's a lot of music that's created before he makes a movie, but wasn't the original music was by RZA? RZA. That's the composer of the composer. Yeah. And it's like, it uses a lot of cool. Um, it's a nice blend of like I don't know. It's dealing with a lot of different eras. A lot of it is kind of like the, it's like a samurai movie, but before that, it's like it feels very two thousand three. Just the 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 jeep that the what's his name pussy pussy wagon the pussy wagon yeah. thing that she's playing. With, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember when cars used to look like that. I don't know. There's a part of it that feels very two thousand and three. I hadn't realized. Obviously, I know twenty years have passed, but I didn't realize it would like feel like that. Maybe it's like the way Uma yeah. Thurman, the Pasadena like, house looked like that for sure. Yeah, I, I also appreciate how like feels like a movie made in the seventies and the early two thousands. <laughs> like uh, they show how she's like maybe lost her edge for a half a second because she does slip up, and uh, Vivica Fox put, p- pulls the cereal out with the gun in it. Like she, if she didn't miss, she's dead right there. And she then she's like, wide too. <laughs> yeah, she misses wide because she's been fucking a house. She's right. been a housewife. Yeah, she's been a mom. She's off her yeah. game, which is like little things like that that you notice. And it's like, oh, this is so tight. 
And uh, <laughs> um, what was, I, I really love the line. She's like, I should have been fucking Black Mamba. She's like, <laughs> she's still holding that grudge like years later. Um, these fight scenes were all so tight. They were so epic that the the whole the Japanese uh, I don't even know club, social club or oh wherever God, they yeah. were. That cool band that was like, oh, that I should have so, looked that up. Yeah, that band is. Yeah. I didn't really like take note of it the first couple times I watched it, I guess, because I was like, oh, it's just like an all girl band. That's so cool. Uh, they were the five, six, seven, eights performing as themselves. That oh, it's a real band. I got to look them up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. There, There's parts of it that like watching the first half now after having seen the second, the second part two, which I know we're not, but like that to me feels like because it ends with killing, but it's a little bit of like the Dune part one issue for me, which is I, I appreciate that they do go all out. That scene with the crazy 88s is a fitting like final fight for sure. I'm not saying it doesn't have like a climax, but it's that thing of like, we know the story has more to go. So it's like when it ends, it's a little Dune part one, which is like, we saw that whole big battle in like the first yeah. hour and you killed Oscar Isaac, but this ends with just you walking into the desert. Totally. You know, it's a little bit of a like, I know there's, you know, and I do feel like in part two, Vivica A. Fox and Lucy Liu are great in this movie. I think those scenes are probably more memorable, but like, Killing Bud and Daryl Hannah in part two, and yeah. then Bill. It like that movie always felt like it gets the ending, and if an ending is good, that's what I remember. Most. Why? Do, I was gonna ask you. I mean, I guess you'll argue it later, but is there a reason you wanted to go with Kill Bill Volume One? I think it's because I feel like you see her wrong so much mm. in the first one. Yeah, that's true. And we're completely forgetting about the hotel. I mean, not the hotel, the hospital. Mm -hmm. the, the hospital, hospital is a major part. It's, it's major, man. Like, if that so movie came out up. today and that scene was in there, I think, rightly or wrongly, there'd be a lot of people being like, she, what the fuck, she man? She fucking like, that's, ripped that's, his that's, fucking lip off, bro. And bit, like, can, you, saying, can you kill someone just by ripping their lip off? I, I just thought about I that when I... that's how you start. Yeah. <laughs> that's how you start. Uh... Well, but I was actually what I was referring to is just the inference that she like it's oh, like yeah, we've just seen this like woman get shot around. in the head on screen. We knew right before she got shot that yes. she had a baby. We knew that the baby got and then like we finally get back to her in the, in the they finally get back to the backstory part of it and it's like also they've been raping her while she's in a coma and it's just like God, man, you don't need to throw that on there. That as Vaseline well. like, bottle yeah, is like one of the most oh, so the so inference gross. is so much worse that that talk about it good for her mood. Those kills That's are what I'm like yeah. you're go with God. Those I feel like, like I feel like just the hospital alone makes it me like all right, fuck everybody. Good call. Yeah. Good call. Yeah, you're definitely on her side. <laughs> yeah. I just I just remember watching it being like oh you my watch God. volume like I feel like you have to have volume one to to see to yeah, well, I didn't, but I think probably it would have been better. Yeah, <laughs> you would have enjoyed the the killing of Bill so much more. He <laughs> shot her in the fucking head, like from fucking six feet away, like right, you know. So I feel like Although you had the to have this story. Samuel L. Jackson playing the piano for thirty seconds. <laughs> does it? Yeah, I did not remember that. Um, okay, let's go into these uh, these uh, categories. Going to our, our patented five point okay. criteria. Wait. Uh, okay, first, I feel like we've talked about this a little bit, but there's probably more to say. Pop culture, pop cultural influence, really. What these movies came out fairly recently in the grand scheme of things, but one has had an entire earlier decade. I think you can have all Kill Bill iconography from this, but I it's think insane. most of it is from part one. I think you're right. Most people think of the crazy, the, the crazy pussy wagon, the Lady Gaga, right. the decapitated like uh, head. Uh, oh my god, the arm. That shot that you talked about, where it's like a studio backlit with like that yeah. blue. Yeah. Oh, that's such a cool shot. Yeah, and I then mean, our fight with the. The girl with the I forgot her name. The young girl that was like tight. oh the oh yeah with the 
what's that ball? A flail? Flail. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, I'm not even gonna offer. A I mean, I feel like some of the pop culture stuff also works for volume two. But like overall, Kill Bill pop culturally is just yeah. It's it's such a huge I'll, part of the I'll even pop go a little deeper than that. The uh, the idea of releasing uh, Back to the Future, I think, is the, I mean, I'm sure it happened at some point before then. But Back to the Future is the first that I can think of of like a movie that's like we film both sequels at once and they're coming out staggered. Mm-hmm. Um, the Matrix movies pretty famously did it in yeah. 2003. Is it like Lord of the Rings, I think. Lord of the Rings is a good one. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good one um, for sure. Uh, but like that idea of like. I guess because we saw it like taken advantage of late. the idea of splitting your movie into two. Like yeah. there's like, oh, the last That's- Harry Potter movie, it's too big. So we're going to split it into two. I think that paid less dividends. But at the time, it felt very cool. You know, it felt like like Lord of the Rings was like a trilogy. And it's like I know it was one book. It was three books. But that felt like they were making all three. But this was like I have one story to tell, but I got to split it in half because it's too unwieldy. Yeah. And that was which was kind of the thing that the Wachowskis did with uh, the Matrix sequels, which are their own thing. But I just remember being like, into that, the, I was very into that filmmaker bullshit, or maybe not bullshit, yeah. of like he needs space, guys. He needs two movies for this. You well, know? It's like, just, it is funny though, because like a few years after this, it became like the studio's plans are like, oh, we're just going to try to make more money. Right, it's I think become and, a scheme. Yeah, but I don't think Tarantino was scheming. I don't think he was scheming he was. at all because he need, this, the volume one is like two hours long. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like I don't want to watch. Maybe it we don't need to watch and a half hour all over Big Toast to get to the point. But I oh. appreciate him being like, I don't want to edit this. It's yeah. It oh my god, that whole scene. watching that again like realizing it's like oh my god which i mean you you do need to see that scene to suspend disbelief because like her legs are not gonna work mm-hmm. it's like oh she her mind is so strong that if she can get her big toe to work her legs will work I, you know in uh, the reality of this movie i buy it I'm yeah so oh i buy it too i like, bought it too i had no one she's it. tap dancing on the tip of a, a sword you know not actually <laughs> tap dancing but they do all that like standing oh on yeah the standing on the sword. like yeah it's very kind of crouching tiger inspired i think that yeah. movie deserves a lot of credit for predating a lot of the fight the way these fights the but pop culturally I mean I don't know Gone Girl has much but it's, it's pretty obvious I got a big one what and Maxine it? I'm interested if mm. you have thoughts on this but the cool girl theory I think that's I feel maybe like, we're on different parts of the internet yeah. but I feel like it's extremely influential I think so too yeah, okay. it's like a Tumblr girl kind of like Oh, I, you know the what I'm cool th- girl. The cool I think it girl. gave voice yeah, yeah, yeah. to a lot. I'm not saying she originated. I don't know. You probably know more about it than I. But like having read the book, mm-hmm. please if, speak to it. Yeah, I but don't like know anything. About I was. I remember seeing the thing being like, "Oh, that's so succinct and mm-hmm. sort of summarized." It felt like we've come up with a new category of person, you know, totally. like goth kids or or whatever scene kid. It's like this is a new thing. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like she just described something that people hadn't really. I don't know if I'd seen it articulated just yet of like women have to. And I think the movie is it's like a theme in the movie, too. Like we are performing for our our partners like we are. It's like we're not really giving our whole self. We're giving them what they we think they want from us. And it's like, I don't know. I think it's been copied a lot since then. Okay, this idea. Okay, I like that. Yeah, I I mean, I think it was pretty tight. The whole I really have to read this book because I love yeah, the writing. Yeah, it's, so, it's so good. I loved everything about this book. And David Fincher shooting it, it was just, it was told so well. Um, I feel like, the, I guess the only other thing I'd make a case for for pop culture is, it's it's kind of grisly pop culture. I don't think it's like memed a lot or whatever, but I do feel like that Neil Patrick Harris throat slap. I don't or, you know, like there's some, that, that moment where Rosamund Pike, I don't know, again, I'm trying to think where I've seen these things, but like, where she like scatters up against one, she's like making a. There's like some real. Oh, where she's like almost the like Scream Queen level performance yeah, in there where she's yeah. like playing oh for the God. security camera. Oh my God, that's so scary. Um, But yeah, 
But I, and also, I just think Tyler Perry is underappreciated in this movie, but uh, he should be funny and more things but that's not pop culture <laughs> let's he go to funny and more things he should well yeah you know what i guess i should maybe i should check out the medea movies no you shouldn't okay. um, um next is how well how well do Sorry. these hold up how well does it hold up um kill bill you know mm. we just talked about the whole hospital scene that's pretty fucked up but yeah it, you know I, I don't know i mean it does look dated i'm not saying you should have done but it, i'm just great. saying yeah like i, I mean still I don't think there's really anything I took issue with. And either the only thing I feel like, which is what you were just talking about, I took issue with Gone Girl, which is also crazy how she just got away with it, is like she was being recorded the whole time. And she had this whole plan of mm-hmm. like, I'm going to put the blood up on the window. And she's like, check the tapes. It's like the tapes is going to see you walking in this bitch with a, with a different haircut and with him. Yeah. And like there's so much footage of you come like – that's gonna not gonna well, corroborate your story. I feel like in the first scene when she gets in, doesn't she like immediately clock the camera yeah. or something? Yeah, but like, it's too late is, by then. She's already been seen recording. I know, but there's reasons that she might have gotten in it. But yeah, no, I mean it's an interesting like yes, I think if you put it under a microscope, it probably doesn't hold up to like would this work in I real just life? I wanted Could her you... to go to jail so badly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it doesn't hold up for you. Not like have a baby and end up justice. with her husband <laughs> yeah, happy. Exactly. And they're going to make all this, they're going to write a book. I know, they like, like end up like paying off their debts. It's yeah, crazy. it's like, oh my God. And her, and Good and her. that part is like, all right, Good I can maybe because like if he divorces her, his life sucks. Everybody's <laughs> gonna hate him. Totally. You know, everybody already hates him. There is that interesting thing. I think it became they, like the media. Like I think the media criticism holds up. Yeah. I think in probably ways good and bad that I'm not equipped to speak to. I mean, I think it did presage a lot of like Me Too conversations, which were coming not three years later about. And I just think like this movie is talking about stuff that we'll kind of always be talking about, and maybe it's a heightened version of that, obviously. And I think just in like the media thing, I, I like that Casey Wilson, that Casey mm. Wilson character who just plays a total idiot <laughs> who's running around with a stroller for like, and she's oh just like God. when she puts in like befriend local idiot, and like just the way <laughs> that like people can be <laughs> manipulated. And I say that not as a person who's like not me though. I know that I can be manipulated, and I think like a movie that shows just how easily because I remember watching it the first time. Ben Affleck leans into camera when they're taking all those snap pictures, and he's mostly somber. Then he kind of gives like a smile, like, okay, I'm done. And he goes away. And that's the picture they use. Mm-hmm. When I saw the movie the first time, the movie, not thinking about how it was playing within the movie, just me watching, I was like, that fucking scumbag. And now I see it the second time. I'm like, no, he's just kind of like, okay, thanks. He's not Goodbye. media trained. He's, he's a not man. Media trained. He's just like, a regular yeah. man. He's just an idiot. <laughs> and I'm just how she's like, give him that smile. You're going to do it. I know you're going to do it. And yeah. he fucking did it. He's uncomfortable. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. uncomfortable. And where everybody is so like, I don't know. I just feel like there's a lot of stuff there that feels true, even if the movie probably doesn't hold up perfectly to how we would do it to, you know, I think there's some stuff that they maybe that would be objectionable in both movies, I guess, but they're interesting like periods of their time. Now, um, this part of the criteria is going to get clunky. It's going to get clunky because <laughs> it's part three. Yeah. The part question three. Is, I mean, it's also the most important part. It undergirds the entire yeah. exercise. So it's the most important. Yes. Well, how about you? How about you say it? Was Stephen Root in either of these films, Maxine? Do you know the actor Stephen Root? No. Okay, he's the guy from Office Space who wants a stapler. <laughs> he's he's in Barry. He's uh, Bill Hader's handler. He's been in a bunch of stuff. I didn't know that was him and Bill. 
in uh sorry not Bill Hader's movie uh, he's also Barry. in Barry? Idiocracy so Dodgeball funny. Sir Stephen Root I believe he's been knighted wow <laughs> at least by the FEF podcast is he in either of these movies um think long and hard oh wait not. is there uh, if if he is you got a point for that we just automatically win I think <laughs> um, yeah Stephen Root is not in my movie because he's not in my I don't either. think he's in either how is he not in Gone Girl I, I feel like Stephen Root should totally be in Gone Girl I feel like Stephen Root would be a uh, great like his lawyer. I was about like to say, Tyler, I think Perry, Tyler Perry took Stephen Root's part. Stephen Root would be perfect for that. And and Kill Bill, I feel like Stephen Root <laughs> he would, would be, be Hanzo. <laughs> <laughs> he would just he would be Bill. You'd see oh, him he would toying be Bill. with a samurai sword on no, screen he, in the first movie, hilarious. but you'd just hear, you know, uh, shit. What's his name? What's the dude with the eye patch? He would be that guy. Uh, <laughs> what's Stephen Root's character's name on King of the Hill? Oh, Bill Dotree. <laughs> Bill Bill Dotree. Oh, he's Bill Dotree. Oh my god. So if you just took the Steven, if you took out, all right, let's think about this. If you took out the uh, the David Carradine parts of Kill Bill, because he's not really ever seen, you just hear his voice, and you put Bill Dotry <laughs> audio in, and you found through the 13 seasons of King oh of the Hill my God. that you could probably come up with a pretty funny... <laughs> Edit of just. I think that would be Bill hilarious. Dutcher. I think that right. I think you might have to do something. Don't Quinn. steal that, Maxine. Um, um, Quinn, you're gonna have to make that promo. Um, <laughs> Kill Bill Dutchery. <laughs> oh my, oh my god. god! Whoa! Oh. This is why we're filming this. That's it's like when you saw that's Paul a, McCartney play "Let It Be" for the like Beatles. <laughs> okay, Stephen Root wasn't either one of our movies, <laughs> but right. obviously he would be better in Kill Bill. One of these days, we just proved my point. <laughs> what if he was Ben Affleck in Gone Girl? All right. Um, All right. Was, and now, stats. Stats. Statistics. Okay, go for it. Uh, Kill Bill <clears throat> well, had a budget of $30 million and it made $181 million in the box office. Wait, say those two numbers again. I'm sorry. It was a bu- with a budget of $30 million and they made- For just a, that half, you think? Or the whole- uh, For Kill Bill Volume 1. Okay. And the box office for Kill Bill Volume 1 is $181 oh, million. That's pretty good. I guess, especially when you consider that Tarantino Rizzoli- Really isn't he's like everyone's you know everyone has a lot of opinion but he he wasn't always a box office yeah, draw, and he'd been well, away no, for a no, while no. and I don't now think Jackie I'm seeing Brown on Wikipedia is saying one eighty on Rotten Tomatoes is saying seventy million but oh that's USA that's just USA oh that's worldwide one eighty that's worldwide, pretty good yeah that's pretty good um, nowadays Rod- you'd expect that movie to make a hundred million dollars but I guess it's in two thousand three yeah uh, at Rotten Tomatoes it is um, an eighty five percent. Okay, and that's on good. IMDb it is an eight point two. Kind of low. Yeah, on IMDb. Uh, IMDb that's pretty decent. That's really? Decent. Yeah, to get yeah, in the eights, good. they don't really have. They don't. I think they yeah, have like two movies in the much. nines. Or well, something. isn't Kill yeah. Bill like one of his most beloved movies? Yeah. See, yeah. But well, maybe Kill Bill Volume Two has better. <laughs> maybe oh, maybe. Like you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, eight point one is very good. Uh, I'll go through Gone Girl really quick. The eight point two. Eight point two. Sorry, eight point one is Gone Girl's IMDb rating. It okay. was okay. made for, let's see here, $61 million. And it made worldwide $369.3 million. Wow. Well, that's inflation. Right. No, no, no. That's the box office. To, with inflation, that would go up, I think. I think that was real term oh, 20, 2014 yeah. dollars. No, that's what I'm saying because Kill Bill came out in 2003. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Just fight. Yes, him. I get what you're saying. But, I mean, that's a pretty good. That like, is crazy. For an I didn't it made that much movie. That I guess Ben money. Affleck's a big movie star and uh, it got a lot of positive buzz. I don't remember it being a big awards contender. I think it was just like I don't a know. Hit. I don't remember. Yeah. Um, also, shout out to Carrie Coon. I didn't even realize she was in this movie. If she's you, great. If you've uh, watched The Leftovers. uh 
Oh, I was I was like wondering what else is she in because she was so good in it. But yeah, the leftovers. Yeah, okay. She's like she's Fargo the star season of three. I think. Is she in Fargo? Ooh, it's not okay. the best season, but she's great. She's um, great. Yeah, no, she's she's great too. Uh, okay, well, I gave you box office, uh, IMDb, and then I guess the last is Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, eighty eight percent. So Ooh. pretty. So you discount the point one difference on IMDb for the point three percent increase. Mm-hmm. On the, uh, you know, we're we're in the same ballpark. We're in the for same ballpark. Um, okay, and then I guess it's it's that time of the episode for <laughs> okay. final arguments. Uh, who went last time? You went last time. I went last time. I think I went first last time. And I you think won. So you can go first. This I can time, go first. Unless time. you'd rather go. No, second. I'll go first. You won the last. No, episode. no, I don't care. I'll go. Uh, you know, good for her. We're talking about good for her, you know, and the movie's called Kill Bill. You know, there's one thing she's trying to do, and that's Kill Bill. And if you're watching this movie, you fucking understand why. I mean, can you imagine being happy nine months, eight months pregnant? It's your wedding day. It is your wedding day. And all your coworkers come and beat your ass. (laughs) They all come and beat your ass on your wedding day. In hot ass Texas in a little chapel, you thought it was gonna be the a moment you never forget. Yeah, you ain't forget this. You know why? Because your your spouse shot you point blank in the face with a gun. Okay. You survived. You've been in a coma for four years. You wake up to someone assaulting you, sexually assaulting you. You chew their fucking lip off. You kill all these people. You get your fucking legs to start working. <laughs> And then you make a list, all right? We understand why she is doing what she is doing. We are all rooting for her. We are all cheering for her. I never would ever, like, cheer for someone murdering someone. But in this instance, I'm like, murder them all, okay? Um, I did kind of feel bad. You know, even though she, like, killed someone in front of their child, I still was like, good for her. You know what I'm saying? I was like, still good for her. You know, I... I'm sorry that happened to you. I'm but. sorry that happened to you, but it was necessary. Listen, just okay? get revenge on me in 20 years. Okay? Your mom's a hoe. Okay, your mom's a big hoe. <laughs> She's not the black mamba. Um, and, you know, we may not see her kill Bill in this movie, but that's not what this is about. It's about good for her. And the entire time you are watching this movie, you are happy for her. She fucking takes out an entire fucking social club of people. That scene was tight as shit. All these fight scenes were so cool. And it was just great seeing someone at the top of their game come back. It was like Jordan coming out of retirement. You know what I'm saying? Three P. You know what I'm saying? Like celebration. Memorable. Never forgotten. People are going to be celebrating the Black Mamba, the bride, for the next hundred years. So, I mean, how could you not how could it not be the good for her episode? I mean, winner. You know, that's just my opinion. And also. My final die uh, part is fuck, fuck old girl from Gone Girl. I'm I'm not saying good for her at the end at all. Fuck her. That bitch should be in prison. That's the I'm done. See, I told you your posture would get more relaxed as we go. <laughs> uh, thank you, Leonard, for the plot of Kill Bill Volume One. Uh, and. Uh, I would like to just kick. I'll, I'll I'll pile on to your argument. I don't think we talked enough about Lucy Liu, who's a very important uh, figure to me at this time in my life. You're gonna help uh, him out. 
I'm just gonna say we didn't talk about Lucy Liu's character. You are very right. Shout out, shout out to Lucy Liu. Because I mean, we I did we you. did talk about the decapitation part, which was yeah. fucking epic. That scene is so. There's tight. an entire episode of Futurama where Fry uh, finds Lucy Liu's head <laughs> because people exist in the future by having their head in a severed head in a right. jar, and he, he he was able to make her body, and Lucy Liu is his girlfriend. Does she still have the top of her head missing? <laughs> yes, that, <laughs> that they kept. Um, I think. Uh, I think I'm trying to think how I want to approach this. I think that you're right that Uma Thurman, the bride, Beatrix Kiddo, spoiler alert, maybe we'll bleep that, <laughs> um, is a non controversial, good for her protagonist. You know, very, like I even said, I think it was overkill. <laughs> Quentin Tarantino gave you so many, Quentin Tarantino gave you so many <laughs> reasons to root for her that. It's like, yeah, it's like when they kill John Wick's dog. It's like, totally. go murder that entire Russian mob. <laughs> you are within your right. And I feel like that's what makes that a very suitable pick. And I think that might also be why I think my pick is better. Because I think Rosamund Pike, I think the character that she plays in Gone Girl is such a uh, amazing Amy, um, is such a... Hard character to root for. And yet there are moments in the movie. The the cool girl speech, I think, is like the one where it's really like this is we've heard her voice so much throughout the movie that kind of and it's I remember rewatching it and I was like, is this like a bad movie? You know, where they're like their dialogue is so like our sex is too good for regular sheets. I was like, yeah, this is so <laughs> great. You know what I mean? And it's like, I'm sure that version of that scene happened, but she's writing in this perfect. She throws the viewer off in the movie. I, I kind of was like, this feels kind of fake. But then when you see her give that dog, it's such a like interesting multifaceted performance. And that's when it like blows up midway through the movie. And then I also think there's like the scene where she sees Ben Affleck, not only stepping out on her with the girl from the blurred lines video, <laughs> which is another pop cultural artifact that I did not, I let pass by when we were talking about pop culture. Um, but he does their thing. He does that <laughs> thing. Like, this is how, you know, I'm being truthful. I do this. I hide my sinister chin and she sees him. <laughs> he doesn't need to do that. He doesn't need to do that. She doesn't know his content. He's using the same tired moves on like the next year's model, you know, and you see it and you're like, yeah, get it, get it. <laughs> yeah, put all of, put his Xbox in the shed and <laughs> pretend to kill yourself and kill <laughs> Neil Patrick Harris too. Get rid of him. I'm sorry. I think it's so like when all that blood from his throat he had it onto coming, Leonard. <laughs> I'm saying Neil Patrick Harris is awful in this movie. He's terrible, and I do believe that he was stalking her, being some kind of big creep. And I don't know about the scoop McNary thing, but if she's right the other two times. I'm just saying, like, the movie Against My Better Judgment has me kind of, like, not rooting for her, but, like, you're kind of, I'm, I'm like, she did it, though, and I understand why she did it, and I think that's why, if we're talking about who Lucille Bluth would see and say, like, good for her, I feel like it's Gone Girl. Maxine, you can take as much or as little Whoa. time to process as you need. So the floor is yours. Great job, both of you. Um, this is so hard. Um... <laughs> Can I say, though, and I'm yeah. sorry, is that you said before we sat down, just to let people behind the scenes, that you did not have your mind made up. You I were did like, not. I'm going to sit down and hear these points. And yeah, because I love I've seen both of them before. Before we even did the prompt, I'm like, these are two of my favorite movies ever. They're they're both so good. Susan named songs after uh, both of them. So how <laughs> bad could either of them be? Um, 
It's so hard because Kill Bill, you know that she's within her rights. Like, would a court, like a jury, even send her to prison? Would they? I don't know. It's possible. Maybe the Pasadena. Maybe the Pasadena court. (laughs) Probably like the families of all those guys she killed. It's just a straight... They have laws in Japan. (laughs) (laughs) Straightforward, like, obviously... She's been a victim the entire time. She did nothing wrong. Um, But you make a great point, Quinn, (laughs) that you should not have any feelings of understanding Amy. And somehow you still do. I don't know. Uh, She's scary. You feel so bad for Ben Affleck at the end. (laughs) You're scared as hell for him. But I'm like... (laughs) when she did what she did was she not amazing (laughs) she was pretty amazing but is her is is that good for her is that good for her at the end you know she gets everything she wants she gets everything she wants and more she doesn't even die at the end in a lot of expressions of the uh, the term Uh, it's good for her it's good for only won't even let her be in the same room with the cat and then eventually she's like you know she got away with Everything. There's that scene. Okay, oh. I have to talk also. Whether okay. you pick my movie or not, I, I like my favorite shot in the movie is the beginning and the opening shot because of the different ways you see it when he's talking about like it's that shot from his POV where he's like stroking her head and yeah, she's laying on his yeah. chest and he's like, "What? I wonder if I cracked your head open. What kind of see?" And you're like, "This guy's abusive," you know. And then yeah. you see it at the end and when she throws her gaze up and gives him that look, it's terrifying. It's so scary. I think my penis went within inside my body <laughs> when I when I watched that. It's terrifying. It's like very. There's and I know it's like she always had it was probably like watching it again, knowing it the first time. It's All very I'm saying like is the, I'm not rooting for her because she's been an entitled brat, rich sure, girl, sure, sure. rich entitled brat in her entire life, and one bad thing happened to her, and she <laughs> was going to kill herself and frame her husband. That's not good for her. One it's not bad. good for her. Enough. Her your husband cheated on you. Oh my god, get over it. You know what I'm saying? But it's okay. I guess like. The other thing is she didn't, ha- yeah, like you, you t- you're so right. Not that much happened to her. She didn't lose a child. In fact, she got to have a child after Nick didn't want a child. Like in a way, even better for her. Yeah. She got, she didn't even have to go through that much yeah. to get everything she wanted. I don't know. Real Marie Antoinette over here. Totally. Maxine, I think we need a decision. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with a. Uh, I'm gonna go with Gone Girl. Oh, I knew it. Two and oh. Oh, I feel good. Hey, you know it is what it is. I had a feeling. Uh, even when we kind of switched up the, or we got a more succinct version of the prompt, I was like, I'm still not feeling very good. I was gonna this. let you have both movies. I, I, I thought you would just because I think I I'm not know, gonna kill anybody. I know. That's too and much. And you know what? I don't. This is gonna hurt your feelings, but I think if you had picked the second one, I would have picked that oh, one. Oh, that is gonna haunt you. I'm so you. sorry. It's okay. It's a it's weird okay. choice to pick the second of a of a, of exactly. a sequel. I wouldn't ding you for that. But I wish Yo, you had yeah, killed either Bill. Way, I was either way, you have both because technically I think he considers it one movie or something. But no. But, but I just love that bullshit. scene where he like talk they, where they talk at the end. Yeah. And, yes. Yeah. That's that's the best. Which I need to. You have that on. I'm gonna need to. I'll, I'll let you. Oh, we didn't even talk about how you cannot get Kill Bill. You can't find it. You can't. It's not on any streaming platform it's, or anything yeah, yeah. It's, it's really uh, bad. i don't know why that's the case you can't even rent it on amazon though like it's not available yeah yeah you couldn't rent it on youtube nowhere nowhere digitally um so i'm down oh two in the hole start the season 
Uh, this was fun. Uh, Maxine. Uh, <laughs> oh, this day. Ruined his day. Do you have anything time. you want to plug or anything? Uh, socials, anything? Um, Where can the people find you, man? Okay. Uh, yeah, you can follow uh, my podcast or my band. You can follow my podcast on Instagram. It's called At This Song Reminds Me. And my band is called At Fine Band. Um, yeah, those, those are great. I've seen you play the Garage Show multiple times. Yes, oh, yeah. That's true. Stuff. That's true. Maxine is also the the... Honorary. Well, whenever she wants the house, the house band at the uh, at the garage show, the show. show that I host. Show. I've done it multiple times at Water with uh, with Jeremy P. Olson. Um, <laughs> this has been such a blast. Not just because you picked my movie, it was, but it was that it helps. But it was definitely it was very fun talking about both these movies with you, Maxine. Thank you for coming on and breaking in our first studio episode with us. Of course. Appreciate that. Thank you for buying me Kill Bill Volume One. You and now volume own two. those movies. <laughs> I'll let you borrow it. It was <laughs> such a trip when I, I was like, do you have a DVD player? <laughs> and you were like, yes. I have a PS2. I okay, went to the great. LA library. Shout out to the LA library. Keep your physical media, people. All right. Yeah. That you is a lesson, honestly. Yeah, keep your fucking physical media. God damn it. Uh, well, until next time, we will see you at the movies. Thank you so much. For, what do we cinema. say? See you see at, at the, the cinema. cinema. <laughs> see you at the cinema. Have a good one. Bye.